Welcome back to Entertainment Rebooted. My name is Sawyer, and I'm joined by my friend Marley. Say hello. Hello, hello. everyone. <laughs> uh, and today we are going to be reviewing the movie Knock at the Cabin. Uh, to give a little bit of a general synopsis of this movie, um, <clears throat> the movie begins with a family of three, uh, two fathers and their young daughter, who is about seven or eight, um, and they've rented out essentially what is like an Airbnb at a cabin on a lake in a very secluded area. When and she, their daughter's out in the grass, just catching grasshoppers, enjoying herself, and all of a sudden, uh, four strangers show up to the cabin, unannounced. Uh, they just come out of the woods, uh, kind of spooky, and they tell the family that they must make the decision to sacrifice one of the members of the family at the hands of the others uh, in order to save the world from the apocalypse. And from that point, we watch the entire thing unfold as that family struggles with the decision uh, and begins with, you know, misbelief. They don't really understand. They don't, they believe that the other four are part of a religious cult or something, and it kind of just gets more intense from there. Uh, so, Marley, I want to know what you thought about this uh, generally. <laughs> yes, I did not love the movie, would not call it one of my favorite movies of all time, but I definitely enjoyed it. It was worth a watch. I had a good time watching it. So basically, I don't think it was a masterpiece, not one of the best horror films of all time, but definitely an entertaining watch. And I really loved seeing the portrayal of gay parents in a major movie, which is not something you see very often. Um, I do have more comments on that later, but that will become more in the spoiler part of the show. I agree. I'm kind of in the same place. And I think that a part of that difficulty for me was that I don't even, I'd be reluctant to even call it a horror movie. Yeah. I went in thinking that this was going to be more like scary. And I thought it was kind of like along the lines of a thriller more than a horror movie. But I agree with you that it's very nice to see that kind of representation in a major film. That's yes. not normal, really. Still. No, it's definitely not. It's get, we're getting there. Getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. But this is a great step forward. Oh, for sure. Especially because there's some nice scenes that you actually get to perceive them as a real family. Yeah. I thought this was plenty long. I think that an hour and 40 minutes is honestly really solid for basically any movie of any genre. Uh, I've never saw a movie that was an hour and 40 minutes and thought that it was too long. Uh, I thought that the pacing of this was pretty good. Uh, yeah. I don't know about you, though. I would agree. I thought the length was good. Um, at the beginning, the movie starts out very quickly. Like, we yes. get right into the story. Yes. And when we were first watching it, I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, because I didn't know how the rest of it was going to be. But in the end, I think the decision to start it out very quickly worked out in its favor. Yeah, I agree. Because I'm not really sure what they could do. You know, you, once you see how it unfolds and plays out, you don't really know what could have been there prior. Because some of it does get shown to you eventually yeah. as well. Yeah, there are flashback scenes to... like throughout it that help. But yeah, I think it was good how it just got into it really quickly. Yeah, I agree. I didn't really think much of the music or anything like that being played, but I just thought everything was fitting. I I didn't, you know, the editing and the directing I thought was pretty well done. Mm -hmm. I'm not really very familiar with uh, M. Night Shyamalan's work broadly. Yeah, neither am I. Seemed so, like a couple, one or two. But. Yeah, I've, I've wanted to see some of his from the last couple of years old and mm -hmm. um, The Visit, The Visit. Mm -hmm. 
I wanted to see those. I even actually, this last week, I went to the library and I picked up The Visit and I still haven't seen it yet. <laughs> so I'm a little frustrated with myself over that. Um, but I intend to watch both of those because I don't know if this follows a lot of the same, like, directorial decisions that yeah. he makes in his other films or not. Mm -hmm. Since I'm not, I think the last uh, M. Night Shyamalan directed movie that I've seen was The Village. And I saw that when I was in, like, eighth grade after we <laughs> uh, read the, the novella. <laughs> So I don't, I'm not really familiar with it, but I thought that some of the shots were really impressive. The unfortunate thing is that there's an overuse of close-up shots of Dave Bautista's face, especially through the first half of the film. Yeah, I would agree. There was a lot of shots of just, like, his mouth when he was talking. Yeah. It's, I felt like, after a while, I was like, I feel like we've seen <laughs> enough of this. Or only his face, which yeah. is really interesting, because he's... A bald guy with a very small head for his body. <laughs> so, like, it doesn't really, like, that's not a shot at him. It just doesn't make for a, a great frame, I yeah. thought, every time that he, and it's almost, it's overused. It, I would it's agree. It's rather overused. Yeah. I did think that the dialogue got a little weaker as the movie went on. I don't know if maybe it picked up at the end because I didn't really find myself complaining about it. But even in some of the most intense parts, like, especially for their child actor, the little girl, I thought that, like, at the beginning, they played her off as, like, really intelligent for her age, mm -hmm. and that was kind of the her background. Mm -hmm. But, like, as the movie went on, I felt like they just kind of, that dissipated, and that maybe it was just her character that had the most noticeable, like, not great dialogue, but I wasn't really enthralled by anybody's lines. Yeah, now that you say that, especially about the little girl, when now that, like, towards the end, it did feel like she wasn't as strong of a character as in the beginning, almost. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like she reverted a little bit. But not, yeah. like, super noticeable, but I do agree with you. No, and I think the way that it ends shows that she's still strong mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, still has her head on her shoulders, yeah. which is impressive for an eight-year-old mm -hmm. in the situation that they're put in. But uh, I don't think that they uh, did her justice around the middle of the movie. Yeah, I would agree. It didn't feel like she was quite the same character. And I didn't, like, I thought Dave Bautista was basically the only one with decent to really good dialogue, mm -hmm. except the dads, some of their, I think it just was the chemistry between the actors that even sometimes when you have good chemistry between actors, bad dialogue can be fine. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, did, I wasn't impressed particularly by that. Is there anything else you want to touch on? I had three, about the acting, I had three, okay. like, standout performances, oh, yeah, I felt please. like. One was Jonathan Groff, who plays Eric, one of the dads. Mm -hmm. um, I've been a fan of Jonathan Groff for a while. I'm a theater kid, so, you know, oh, he's been okay. on Broadway, and I love Glee. Oh. He was on Glee. So I was really excited to see him in a role that I've never really seen him be in before, like a horror film, and I thought he did a really good job. Also, Dave Bautista, who played Leonard, I mean... Yes. He can really do no wrong. Yeah. He's so good. And I he think was he had, incredible. Yeah. I think he had the best performance of the movie. Agreed. And Agreed. Um, his mom is a lesbian. So I feel like this film could be like really uh, important to him. And I feel like you could okay. see that in his performance because, you know, the gay parents and just knowing that his mom is a lesbian, that yeah. makes and sense. They don't, it's not like those characters wanted to do what they were doing. Mm -hmm. That's made exactly, clear, especially his character who's like, He's this big guy, but he's a softy. Mm -hmm. He's a, just a giant teddy bear, yeah. basically. And I can see what you mean. So I didn't know that about him. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I can see how that plays into his character being really yeah. tender and nice to that couple. 
And then my last performance was Kristen Kui, who played the little girl Wen. Um, she did an amazing job. She is only eight, and this was her first movie. And I thought that was really impressive because she was fantastic, I thought. I wouldn't have guessed that it was her first movie. Yeah. Like, is she very into any TV shows or anything? This is probably pro one of her first big roles. Yeah, I was looking her up because I was curious, and she hasn't been in much. She's. I saw that like she was in a music video and a couple other things, but this was her first like movie, <laughs> and it was really impressive. She did a really good job. Yes, and I mean, to get any child actor to be like really good mm -hmm. is not easy to do. No. And you have to find the right person for roles that are supposed to be so particular. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you're trying to get off, especially in the beginning, when you're trying to make it come across as, this is like a highly intelligent eight-year-old child. Mm -hmm. The kid who's playing them has to be very intelligent. And, uh, and for her to be the age that she was playing is also shocking because a lot of the time it's like, an, a slightly older kid yeah. who looks like they could be eight, but they're probably like 11 or 12. Yeah. So that's really, really, really impressive on her Yeah, part. she did a great job. She did fantastic. And she had to open the movie up. Mm -hmm. The opening scene's just her, really. And it was and really Dave strong. And shows up, but she's, she did an incredible job. Yeah, she did. And like I said, sometimes strong acting, even if they get not the greatest dialogue, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, works out in the end because the actor comes out stronger yeah i think one of my biggest problems with this as like as far as the average movie goes we're now like especially maybe marvel has spoiled us all but to get really good uh special effects is not unusual in today's movies mm -hmm. i didn't think that this movie had very great special effects yeah they weren't fantastic <laughs> They weren't, it, like, bad by any stretch. Yeah. But they just weren't... It was believable. Yeah. But it felt like I was watching a movie from 10 years ago. Yeah, I would agree. Like, compared to the movies out now, it wasn't... Yeah. It didn't, like, fit that standard. Yeah. And this movie had a budget of about $20 million. Mm -hmm. And it, I don't know what, what they spent the bulk of that on, mm -hmm. but I don't think it was the special effects. I think some of them came through fine. Um, scenes with the airplanes I thought were pretty good. Yeah. But some of it, you you just like, you're looking at it and you're saying to yourself, I can tell that this is, you don't want to be yeah. able to tell that it's CGI. Even if you know, obviously, that some of the things that happen in this movie are going to have to be. Mm -hmm. You don't want to believe that it is. And I don't think that this movie did a great job on that. Yeah, I would agree. It wasn't, yeah, I would agree with everything you said. All right. So... I want to hear your big critique. Okay. My big critique is I did not love the way he portrayed the LGBTQ plus themes in the movie. I oh. think you could tell that he was straight and he didn't know what he was doing exactly. I love to see the representation, but it felt like a stereotypical gay couple. And like in that there's flashbacks that show their journey as a couple. Yeah. It was a lot of trauma after trauma, I felt like. And no, I didn't think about it that way. I would really like to see a gay couple in a movie just being a couple just being and happy. not having those basic, like, because one of the characters' parents didn't accept them. They had trouble adopting. Yeah. Um, there was, like, a hate crime story in a bar mm -hmm. where he got, like, a bottle smashed over his head. Yeah. I just felt like those were all very, I feel like you could just tell he was a straight man mm. writing a gay couple. I guess I didn't think of it all too much. 
in part so i'm adopted and the adoption story with their daughter mm -hmm. uh they went over to another country i don't know if it was ever stated where they went i don't not. think it was um they went over into another country and they adopted their daughter and they told the the people at that orphanage mm -hmm. that uh, one of them was the husband of yeah. whoever was going to be the mother, and that the other guy with him was her brother. Yes. And I thought that was an interesting story, mm -hmm. and I liked getting to see that. Not particularly just because, like, I'm adopted, but yeah. because... And I was adopted from another country. So, like, I think it's an interesting story to be able to tell. Mm -hmm. But I think that the struggle that queer people have to go through mm -hmm. in order to be able to adopt children in a lot of places it's it's a story that's worth telling yeah which that could be its own movie on its own like, yeah i agree like the way it was just felt so quick that it was almost like i guess it needed to be in there but it was just like obvious i felt like that it wasn't a gay person writing these characters that's fair i think you go back and forth like there's a difficulty in how like we're trying to humanize queer characters mm -hmm. but at the same time to not just humanize them through showing struggle yeah but show them happy maybe because yeah. they didn't really get um a real moment of happiness through the whole no movie. they definitely didn't that's <laughs> like think... something in media is the gay characters are always like really struggling and have trauma and i think the only part is when they like just get to the cabin, yeah. which is a flashback mm -hmm. scene that's like shown like, later in the movie. Because when they're driving in, they're listening to that song together, and I thought that was really cute. That's in the trailer, yeah. but I really liked that. And then, like going into the movie, I was really excited to see what the gay couple was going to be like, knowing that it was a straight person who wrote it and directed it. And like the first flashback, I think the first one was meeting the parents and them not being accepting. I was like, well. <laughs> There's your basic There's, yeah, gay trauma. The most essential uh, part of every gay couple story is mm -hmm. that one of their parents or one of their sets of parents has to be not accepting. Yeah. I just yeah, wish that fair. wasn't, I just wish it would have been done a little bit better. I would have enjoyed it if it was just like two parents with their child. Because if it was a straight yeah. couple, those flashback scenes wouldn't have really happened the same way. Yeah. So. yeah. I mean, it's not like, like we don't even, in reality... There are a lot of couples say that, like, straight couples that have religious differences between their families. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the time that wouldn't be portrayed even in the same way that, yeah. like, gay couples not being accepted would. Yeah. Because they'd be like, ah, oh, who cares? Like, we don't really have to. That's not a big deal most of the time. Mm -hmm. You know. I mean, we've seen this with, like, mixed race couples a mm -hmm. lot. <laughs> a lot. A lot. Uh, and, I mean, there's still... There was a Netflix movie made about this, like, this year, I'm pretty sure, that was, like, a mixed-race couple and the race relations between different families. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's not unusual. But until it has to, like, you don't really see outside, like, with uh, gay couples, it's almost always like that. So that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I guess I didn't think about that in the theater because I was so... So trying to put together the pieces of their story yeah. that I wasn't thinking about the fact that it was all like, oh, they have to deal with all of this stuff. Yeah. All of this trauma. And I feel like, well, the one, when he gets hate-crimed in the bar, they find out that it's one of the four people yeah. who, like, came to ask them to sacrifice one of their family members. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that was kind of unnecessary. I can see how it made them like question the people who came to like 
question if they were actually, you know, trying to save the world. But I just felt like without it, it would have been the same. Like, they still would have questioned them anyway and been like, why are you doing yeah. this? Granted, I don't know if that character served much of a purpose other than that. He really he didn't. he wasn't around for long. Yeah. He was, he was the, the first, first one to, to die. Go. Yeah. <laughs> He's the first character to die, um, which is what sets off the first set of plagues, which is the flooding. Mm-hmm. But and the bad CGI flooding. <laughs> uh, but he, like, I don't think he serves any other purpose no. as a character. And like, so it kind of just felt like there gay trauma in there. Just thrown <laughs> in there to have in there. Yeah. That could have been, I mean, there could have been just three people, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I think that they want to add that dynamic of, like, connection to them. But mm-hmm. I do agree that, like, it probably like, could have been a different way. Yeah. And not just the stereotypical, oh, gay people are out at a bar talking about loving each other and then someone comes up and punches them. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Uh, so my, if you don't, I, I, do you have any more to expand on? with? Your no, head? that okay. was, that's it. So I'll talk about my biggest gripe with this. Mm-hmm. And I also am in the same position, by the way, of I didn't love this movie. If I had to rate it, I'd give it like two and a half out of five stars. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, and that's not to say it's a bad movie. I think objectively it's good or fine. Uh, and I think that most people could enjoy this. I think that, to me, there was an issue with going into this expecting it to be a horror movie. Yeah. And I didn't feel like it was a horror movie. And it's rated R, and there are several what should be intense deaths that happen in front of the family, mm-hmm. and we don't get to see one of them. Yeah. When the first, like, death was about to happen, I was like, are they going to show this? And mm-hmm. then it, like, cut away. And I was like, that's Why? weird. Like, because it's advertised as a horror movie, it's rated R. Yeah. I would expect to see that. And at least, like, you didn't see it at all. Like, they just, no. the camera wasn't on them at all. Yeah. It wasn't even, like, you know, blurry or out of focus. It was just a not lot of there the time, at all. They were being struck with something. Yeah. And you don't see that happen. I Mm-mm. think there was, like, with the first one, there was a flash on the screen, like a few frames, mm-hmm. as the guy was being picked up off the ground. Mm-hmm. But that's it. And you don't see it. It was after it had already happened. So I don't really think... It, it was a little disappointing. As yeah. a horror fan, and as somebody who's excited to see that kind of stuff on screen. Um, but also because the movie was rated R. And honestly, if the, if they had taken out some of the use of strong language, it probably could have been rated PG-13 at that point. Uh, yeah, rate. I would agree. It wasn't super scary or there was not much gore. Yeah, not there was almost no gore yeah. at all. And it was like, okay, so some of the language you could have plucked out when it was unnecessary to the dialogue. And then you'd have a lower rating. I, unless the vol- violence was really like what got to people. But like, I mean, there have been uh, apocalypse movies that have been rated PG-13 in the past. So mm-hmm. there's no way that you can you could point to like all of the apocalyptic events and be like that's why it's rated R. I yeah. think. So whenever they don't show these uh deaths on screen, for me, it's harder to put ourselves in the shoes of the family when it comes to how hard what's happening in front of them is to watch. Yeah, so, I would like, agree. I don't think that we get the effect that we see the family like struggle to watch these things happen in front of them mm-hmm. and it's really you know if that happened in front of you it'd be very hard to watch oh yeah but uh and this is extreme spoiler for the last <laughs> the last death is dave bautista's character 
uh, doing something rather violent to mm-hmm. himself. They they cut. So I thought at that point because this is the I think the only one where their daughter is not present. Mm-hmm. She leaves to go into like a treehouse, and they're like, "Go, go over there, and we'll get you mm-hmm. uh, whenever it's all over." So I thought with her off the screen that we were gonna see what is the most intense of all four of the main yeah. character of these characters' deaths, and we don't. <laughs> and they instead. They sort of show, like, a little bit, and then they cut basically from a dead Dave Bautista's perspective to the couple who are just looking at him for, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. And I thought that was so strange. Yeah, it was definitely weird. It's, yeah. I understand, like, maybe the first deaths, like, not showing them, but the fact that they didn't even show the last one and arguably the, I mean, the main of the four people who definitely had the most dialogue and was the leader of the pack, like not showing his death. It felt weird. And yeah. And like I said, it just feels like we don't get the effect that it has on the rest of the family. Like the stakes are really high for them in this movie. Mm -hmm. And we kind of see that through the apocalypse, but I think even like with these four random strangers, they're experiencing something that's, extremely difficult to go through Mm -hmm. and especially with a child like as an eight-year-old yeah it'd be even harder than as an adult which is a lot so i think even then it just takes away some of the high stakes of the movie at least the feeling as an audience member of how high the stakes are to them because all these every time one of these people dies something terrible happens to the rest of the world Mm -hmm. and i just don't I didn't feel like we were there. Uh, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. It wasn't... It, it takes away from that. Like, every bit at the cabin, like, the opening scene is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're there. Especially, if, you know, you're watching this on a big screen in a theater. Yeah. It's pretty easy to perceive yourself as in the movie mm-hmm. until that happens. And the second that that first death happened... And they didn't show it on screen. I was like, I'm no longer in, like, I'm not there. Yeah. Because it was like, when it was obvious that the first character was going to die, I was like, waiting, not like waiting to see him die, but like waiting to see how they were going to do it. Yeah. And I was disappointed. And then like throughout, because four other characters die in a similar way. And it's just like the same thing every time. And maybe that's just because we like horror movies. Yeah. Maybe we're... (laughs) Maybe uh, all of the other intense ones have uh, gotten us used to seeing that sort of thing. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, whenever a movie is advertised as a horror movie, like you said, I saw one ad for this several months ago. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to watch that. Yeah, me too. Because I thought it was a horror movie. Yeah. And then it it wasn't, basically. I wouldn't describe this as a horror movie, personally. No. It's definitely a good horror movie to watch if you don't like horror movies. Exactly. 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 Yeah. I agree with that. That's fair. And then the fact that it was rated R, that had me thinking that we were going to get to feel that intensity of the moment, and then we don't, which is a little disappointing. But I don't want to end this on such a negative note, so I'll (laughs) give the rundown, of general rundown of some of the positive things that I got from this movie. I like the general concept of the movie. Mm -hmm, I think that it's really interesting, and I know that it's based off of a novel. It said that at the beginning in the opening credits, Mm -hmm. um, which maybe that would be worth 
diving into. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I don't really read much uh, fiction, <laughs> so I don't know if that'll ever happen. But you know, I maybe I'll read a review of that. Uh, the acting, solid. I yeah. don't. I don't think there was any actor that I thought did a bad job. There was yeah. one character that I thought was annoying, and I don't know if she was supposed to be. Yeah, uh, I know. I feel like she was definitely supposed to be annoying. Maybe, maybe. I, I was like, there were part. There are parts where they try to like humanize what I thought was the most annoying character, and I was like, mm-hmm. am I supposed to feel bad for her? Because yeah. I really don't mind if she's gone from this point. <laughs> she's just annoyed me from the jump. Yeah. Um, but. She was solid in acting as that character. Mm-hmm, I think definitely. every character put every every actor put themselves into their character. You can believe all of them. Yeah, the acting was definitely a standout in this movie. Yes. It was I it was really good. The intensity of the news clips involving planes. Those are great. Mm-hmm. I think that as far as like the lack of on-screen deaths from the main four who do die right in front of us, well, not right in front of us, but in front of the family. Mhm. The plane scenes are the most intense scenes in the movie. Yeah, I would agree. Just seeing planes dropping out of the sky is a bit. Now they did, they did kind of like oversaturate that where they were like, they're just like right next to each other in the sky for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I thought falling. that was and weird. Was like, Why were they so close to each other before they? Yeah, fell. They would show like a shot of a city and like two planes would fall right next to each other, and I was like, that feels kind of weird. Let's <laughs> feel really realistic. Yeah, it looks like a foiled plan. If you like, yeah. it doesn't look like something good was about to happen. Yeah, like it was irregular because it wasn't like over airports. Not every shot. It was like some no. of them were over cities, and there's just planes mm-hmm. over cities all over. Yeah, and I'm I was like, doesn't air traffic control take care of this normally? <laughs> like, if they got that close, they would be concerned already. Let mm-hmm. alone them falling out of the sky yeah. randomly. Um, but I did think that that was an, the, one of the most intense scenes. Mm-hmm. I thought the flashback scenes around the main family were done really well. Yeah, uh, I they agree. They were some of the most, like, cinematographically well done shots came from those scenes. Yeah. And I think most of the emotion that you feel in the movie comes from those scenes. Oh, yeah, 100%. Unfortunately, as you've pointed out, that's yeah. because it thrives off of their trauma. Yeah. Um, but considering we don't get... we We only basically see the family struggle to make decisions uh, mm-hmm. for the rest of the movie. There's maybe one scene near the end where uh, one of the husbands decides that he will sacrifice himself. Mm-hmm. Um, that scene might be the only other emotional scene that's like in the moment, in the actual moment that's happened, like in the present moment. Because all the other ones are flashbacks. Yeah. And some of them are sad and some of them are happy. You know, when they get their child, mm-hmm. that's really, really like... That was, that's the most heartwarming scene, I think. Oh, for sure. And that's, like, for me to watch that was very sweet. And they, I think that because the acting was so strong, you could tell, like, how much this couple loved their child. Mm-hmm. And that was a big central part of it. So I really did like the flashback scenes, even if they yeah, <laughs> I agree. on that. Unfortunately, like, and I think it's because of the rest of the movie didn't have enough, like, emotional really really emotional scenes Mm -hmm. not that they have to thrive off of trauma but that they have to be emotional Mm -hmm. the flashbacks um and there's really not much more than that because the cinematography was only really interesting in a few scenes it was never terrible no it was never terrible but like the opening scene and then the flashbacks were pretty much the best yeah i would agree i think the opening scene was probably one of the strongest in the whole movie i agree 
which is unfortunate. Yeah. Because that means it's pretty much downhill from the start. But, yeah. Uh, I would. I think there's an audience for this. I think that like like you said, people who want to start getting into like slightly more intense movies without mm-hmm. actually getting into the most intense movies, this would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people who like thrillers. I think people who like apocalyptic movies that don't necessarily have to thrive on action. You know, this isn't like a Dwayne Johnson. No, not at all. It's not like San Andreas or something like that. But it's definitely for people who want to see the apocalypse unfold. It's (laughs) it's there for you. Mm -hmm. But I don't I don't really see this as like I don't think it should have been marketed to horror fans. Yeah, I agree. I I think it should have been marketed as thriller. Yeah. That like if they were like this movie is intense then maybe I think it because at that point it would be oh it's not that it wouldn't the reviews wouldn't be it's not that scary it would be well it's not as intense as it was advertised as which happens to a lot of thriller mm-hmm. movies so but like they're the stakes are really really high and I think that that's put together well yeah so overall I I did like enjoy going to see this movie yeah me too especially since this was the first movie I had seen in a theater mm-hmm. in about two years so I was really happy that we went and saw it yeah yeah, overall, I think it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, I thought it was good and entertaining overall. Yeah. So my, yeah. Same. All right, well, that's all I've got to say. Yeah, that's all I've got, too. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you.